Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Ralph, over to you. Hello, Martina. My name is Ralph. I'm a global marketing manager here at Meta. We create the awesome marketing programs and material that help sales change the world and help businesses grow. I come from a small Mediterranean country called Lebanon, and currently I live in London with my wife, Lara. Welcome, welcome, Ralph. So as everybody knows, I don't really want to talk about anything to do with work after we do these intros. So the Buzzwill is a bank of 520 questions. Picking a number between 1 and 20 determines the question topic. And the question format is determined by the letter that you pick between A and Z. Let's start this thing off. Ralph, give me a letter and a number combo. R8. 8 brings the topic of education. And uh-huh. the question under R is, when did you last sit down to learn something new? Every moment in life throws at you a certain skill that you need. And that's where you should put your learning hat on and say, okay, like, I don't know how to do this and I need to learn it. Most recently, I got a chance to have an op-ed in Fortune magazine. Like, I have never thought I'd be on on such a big magazine before. It's so humbling. That is a fantastic achievement. I didn't know how to write a thought leadership piece. Like, no one ever (laughs) taught me how to do that. Mm -hmm. So I sat with Lacey, who's my manager, but also my friend. We went through different iterations of me writing, her giving me feedback. And now I feel that I'm capable and I've learned how to build thought leadership pieces. In the past 10 years, there was a need for specialization. I think we're moving more towards a world where there's less money, there's less resources, and companies are going to value hybrid resources. So sitting and learning and picking up all kinds of different skills, animation, design, coding, social skills, PR, like any additional skill you have on your CV and in your personality, I think will accelerate your success story. I think, yeah, you've touched on a couple of things there. One of them is learning out of necessity. The other one is learning out of opportunity. Would you say that blending the need and the want to kind of put your passions together in learning is the reason why you're really good at your role now? Or has it been more out of necessity, I guess? Everything that I've learned in life was due to need. When you come from a small country where you don't have resources, where, you know, government doesn't provide any support, the personal history around you, your own family path, your own educational path puts you in some tough spots. Sometimes your only way out is to be strong for yourself. And for me, this is what taught me everything I needed to know to get to where I am today, which like someone coming from the Middle East, where we don't have such big, big corporations, at least in Lebanon, for me, it's a huge achievement. I mean, for the difficulties I faced, I finally found a time where I'm grateful for them and Mm. not really regretting them. I really love that as a feel-good story. Thank you. Okay, another letter and number, please. Let's do E14. Okay, so 14 brings the topic of music. The question under E is, do you enjoy easy listening type music? There are people who enjoy the lyrics and people Mm. who enjoy the music. And they sometimes say that, Happy people enjoy the music and sad people enjoy the lyrics. Talk to me more about that. Well, first, what are you like? Are you the type that loves the lyrics or the music? 
I love lyricism. I write music myself. And when I listen to music, I listen for the message and the meaning. But I, w- I would yeah. definitely not call myself a sad person. So I'd love the background on this theory. <laughs> well, honestly, it does make me wonder because I don't consider myself as a sad person, but I love lyrics. <laughs> and at the same time, I love sad lyrics. They said something like it resonates with some of our sadder internal thoughts, which we might not even be aware of, like something in our subconscious. So now you're tickling my funny bone. So this, for me, it's about yeah. kind of personality types. I don't Did know I? if you've heard of uh, the Myers-Briggs test. It's a test you can take, and there are one of 16 personalities that everybody okay. in the world falls into. And there's empaths, and there's introverts and extroverts. Interestingly, we're on extroverts, But it's all, there's all juxtapositions and binary opposites. So you could be really, really excited and happy about thing A, and introspective about thing B. So I love this theory about people that like the lyrics, but where did that come from? Well, it's a meme that pops up and then like... I, a I meme? Laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. I enjoy this. And I think that it might also be because I enjoy storytelling and yeah. you have like a nice story to them. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, there's a whole theory. Now I don't know the reference, but our brains look for a beginning, middle and an end in all stories, whether it's a movie, you know, television or a song. Yeah. And yeah. I quite like that. I want to back that theory. The other one's a little bit sad. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, Ralph, another letter and number, please. Yeah, let's do X8. Eight is the topic of education. The question under X is, will you try and learn a new skill this year? Yeah, like last year, I took on a challenge of learning augmented reality, AR. I learned it in like three days because it's like easy drag and drop stuff. You can easily create a filter. Now, I'm sure that VR is much more complicated. But for me, I think that now is the time to catch that tsunami wave in its beginning. I love that you brought this up because I've just acquired maybe two weeks ago a Quest 2. And I'm not a huge gamer. When I was younger, I used to be massively into The Sims. I don't know if you've heard of The Sims. One day I got to sort of 14 and I thought, I'm cleaning The Sims apartment when I should be tidying my own room. I need to cut this out. (laughs) But um, I've got this Quest 2 and I am in love with it and it's open source. So I think it's going to get to a point, just like having a a business online where you can't afford if you're a business to not be visible there at some point in the future. So it's interesting that you're pushing your friends and family who have businesses in that space. That obviously comes with the challenge for them of having an understanding of virtual reality and like how they would show up in that world. So are you learning and advising and giving information back or are you just at the beginning of your own journey? The first step is buying the actual Quest and trying it. Like for me, Mm. this was a life-changing experience when I bought the Quest 2. When I first bought it, it was purely out of curiosity. However, one of the games that I downloaded was a boxing app. You'd be in a ring and you would be fighting against a virtual opponent. When I was a child, I did face a lot of physical abuse with my father. That is something that I battle against every day. And one of the issues I faced is whenever I wanted to go and learn combat or boxing, which I love, I Mm -hmm. used to always get crippled by this fear that someone's Mm -hmm. beating me or someone's hitting me. I actually played that game and I felt that for the first time, I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. because I know that this person is virtual. And it's Mm -hmm. allowing me to pick up the courage, pick up the self-esteem, pick up the skills on how to do actual boxing. So this is how personally it has changed my life. And I'm sure there are many other people who are using it to learn things that you just Mm -hmm. can't learn on a day-to-day basis. Ralph, that's such a poignant story. I actually had to swallow back my emotions just then. I got really teary when you shared that. There's loads of inspirational stories online. There was one lady who's been morbidly obese much of her adult life. 
And she, similar to herself, she had no confidence to work out in a gym. And she was talking about feeling embarrassed and feeling a lack of confidence. And she got the quest and she could, for the first time, turn up as an avatar and, you know, train physically with people. They couldn't see her actual physicality, but she could do the workouts. She lost weight and gained confidence. This lady, she's gone on to become a fitness coach in the virtual world. There are so many use cases. I mean, please keep being an advocate. Definitely. Not about drinking the Kool-Aid of the company and telling the beautiful company stories. No, these are like real life things changing around us. And I think we need to concentrate more on telling these stories. Social media was the democratization of information. Virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality. I think that might be the democratization of social experiences. I could talk about this forever, but... um, Me too. Let's move on to another letter and number, please. Let's do B13. B13. 13 brings the topic of memories. The question under B, can you (laughs) recite the alphabet backwards? I don't think I can. My mind jumps from one point to the other. This has drawbacks and has advantages. For drawbacks, I can't do things like recite the alphabet backwards. It's impossible. For advantages, it helps me be creative because sometimes I'd be thinking about something and then my mind jumps to something related, but not necessarily directly tied. So Mm. this allows me to find more ideas that are out of the box. Okay, I'm thinking about this idea, but then there are these 20 neighboring ideas that I Mm -hmm. should also tackle that are related to it. Do you have an example of that? So it sounds like you're talking about problem solving or creative ideation. This is really interesting to kind of hear about this. Mm -hmm. When you have a mind that tries to always interconnect different points that go through it, it's then when you start thinking, okay, I'm going to ping these hundred people and I'm going to tell them that they need to activate this. But then at the same time, I'm going to be <laughs> pinging the person who handles LinkedIn for Facebook and I'm going to ask them if they can post it. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, I'm thinking like, wait, I know someone who works at the United Nations and they would be very happy to activate this. Let me send them this deck. And that's the beauty of working in a group with different kind of personalities and mindsets. We had a, uh, an offsite in Dublin back in July and summer, and we had a professional digging into the different ways of thinking. And there was a book that he quoted, I think it was called Thinking Fast and Slow. It was exactly about that. It's some people think structured and linear and like doctors, you know, like, okay, if it's not this, let me check that. If it's not this, let me check that. But if you look at an artist or somebody that writes music or sings, the way that their mind puts ideas together is completely different, but both amazing in, the, in their That's own right. There is a concept that I invite every person to research. It's the concept mm. of synchronicity. Coincidences are always meaningful. And if you lean into them, they're usually tied to actions that happen after them that are very meaningful. It's really interesting. There's, there's loads of theories that kind of tally up to that, like um, the butterfly effect and six degrees of separation. And there's always a format and a pattern. And when you look at things like the Vitruvian man and the Fibonacci sequence and things, and you see there's sort of like coding in the sort of core or aspects of everything. Yeah. And it's, it blows my mind. I mean, like whatever created us or whoever created us, whether it's a God or life, if they coded everything into laws and rules, they also yeah. coded our interactions as human beings Absolutely. into Absolutely. some kind of science that we can't see. But the science, I'm sure that it does exist. This is where, as I said, we could talk for hours, Ralph, because this is exactly <laughs> where my mind goes. When you look at kind of, you know, people that you meet, they talk about twin flames and soulmates and just platonically as well. Like the people that you run into, are you meant to have met them? Like I'm completely, I'm into that. Um, exactly. 
the opposite theory which says everything in life is a total random chaotic coincidence but yeah. we give meaning to it because we're humans and we say it's one to quite <laughs> my you know storytelling loving self leans more into the first theory of signs mm-hmm. who knows that second theory that says it's all random and we just are sentimental enough to tie a story to it there's too many things that are coinkydinks though for instance doppelgangers you know there are people centuries apart that have the same face there's a series called um, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, that used to come on. And somebody would be walking through a library in a town they've never lived in and a book would fall down and that book was their great-great-grandfather. And it's like, come on, <laughs> that has to be, there's something, somebody's looking. Exactly. That's the science exactly. of meaningful mm-hmm. coincidences. You're not meant to have favourites, but this has been one of my favourite conversations for Textroverse. This has been brilliant. I really enjoyed this and I'm really grateful to have been picked to speak here. You are so, so welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. And I don't let the guest go without asking them for some sage advice to somebody listening that either wants to get into the space you're in within marketing, graphic design, or just wants to get into tech and is looking at you and listening to you. Do you have some advice that's helped drive you to where you are today? And if you do, can you please share that? The one piece of advice I'd like to leave people with is be like water. I read it once that water is the most adaptable substance that we see. Because water, if you put it in a rectangular vase, it becomes rectangular. If you put it in a circular vase, it becomes circular. And life will put you through all types of scenarios and circumstances. And adaptability, being able to take the shape of the vase you're in, will allow you to survive, will allow you to continue growing, and will allow you to pick up skills that will make you hybrid, will make you a person that can really bring value and continue growing as they Mm -hmm. evolve through life. That is phenomenal advice. And just for those listening, before we close off, I believe it was Bruce Lee that initially said that quote. And and the full quote is, be formless, shapeless like water. You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Be water, my friend. Ralph, thank you so much. Thank you.